0: And in his name there is power and great. Thank you, Darren. Thank you. Well, God is good. Amen. I enjoyed that song. I always enjoy songs of affirmation of faith. I always enjoy songs that just remind us who we believe in, who our faith is in, and God is good. And I I, I have been blessed, always blessed to hear the praise team sing and for them to pour their hearts out. Good to see you in the house of the Lord Labor Day weekend. This is uh, every pastor doesn't like Labor Day weekend because everyone runs to the beach for the last hurrah. But I'm glad you spiritual folks came to church today to come hear my 4-hour sermon. You get a reward in heaven. Amen. You're like, "Oh, really? 4 hours." But it's good to see you in church today. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord. And uh, I want to speak to you on the subject, since this Saturday is our prayer walk, starting at at 10 o'clock through 12 o'clock noon, uh, we are uh, firmly believing that in order to have a strong nation, we first have to have a strong church. We have to have strong people, strong Christians, strong families, strong church And if the church is where it needs to be, it will strengthen this great land of America. And if ever the voice of the church needs to be heard in this generation, it needs to be today. And we need to be a prayerful people. We need to be a people that come together and want to impact this land, America, for the things of the Lord. We need a spiritual, I call it a third awakening uh, where God will bring revival to this great land, but revival will begin in the house of God. But I'm glad you're here today. Today I want to speak to you on the subject, speaking of a strong church, uh, the glorious foundation of the church. There's, a, there's an interesting scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, down to verse 27. It says this, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her speaking of the church with the washing of the water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish I love that phrase As Paul wrote to the church of Galatia, uh, the church of Ephesus, he said that he might present her to himself, a glorious church. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you, Lord, that the church might not look glorious at the present moment, but Lord in heaven it shall be glorious as you called and predicted the church to be father we'll pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning may we fall in love with the church lord the world mocks the church makes fun of the church makes fun of people go to church and father I pray today help us to be like you help us to be subservient to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and the leadership of our head christ himself the chief shepherd of the flock now father we'll pray that you administer to all of us today we'll be sure to give you the praise and the glory for what is said in this place in jesus name amen the enemies of christ predict an end of the church in the year 2025 they've said this all along they said the church will no longer exist They believe that the blinded eyes of poor, poor misguided souls will come to the light to see that the church has lost its relevance because of its superstition of religion and putting their faith in some tale of the death and the resurrection of a man they call Jesus. The church has been ridiculed, mocked, and misrepresented in our day. Many view the church as a habitation of hypocrites, a dwelling place of fanciful fanatics, a deluded soul's escaping reality, people who need a crutch in life to get by. But despite of all the hurling blasphemies and the wild accusations that people hurl at the church, the church still stands strong. It's true, the church is not perfect. She stands today with stains and wrinkles, on our garments and as the church battles and builds in this world stains have a way of splashing upon the garments of the church and these stains come from without and the stains unfortunately come from within people fail I fail we all fail the church stands also with wrinkles a wrinkle is a sign of age reminds us that things in this world decay and that things die denominations may die in this age and the man-made programs that man tried to fabricate outside of the Word of God die in time but in that age to come the age of eternity the church will be glorious it shall rise shall be renewed to vigor and while the world slips into damnation the church of Jesus Christ will rise into the heavenlies perfected because of the power and the blood of Jesus Christ you see the great goal of the cross is a final presentation of the church in pristine perfection one day the church will stand before Jesus Christ Without one stain, without one wrinkle, it'll be holy and glorified and beauty in his presence. At the end of the age, Christ will present the church, as he says to himself, gloriously. There will be no labels, no camps, no denominations, no controversies, no divisions, no schisms. He will present to himself this glorious church, united hand in hand and heart to heart. And in this world, there's been brokenness. And in this world, we run into our flesh and we run into our, 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 our feebleness. But in heaven, the church will be mended and healed and united. And in that day in heaven soon, very soon, all that we have aspired to be in this world, we shall be in eternity. And all God's people said, Amen. Someone says, I, I, I doubt it. Well, in this world, we can doubt a lot of things. But in heaven, God promises it will be glorious. In our text, in Ephesians, God calls the church glorious. Despite of what you think or feel about the church today, God calls the church glorious. If our church is worthy of Christ's love, it's worthy of our love. Amen. Self-deluded people look for a church without fault so they can love that church. But God loves the church in spite of its deficiencies and failures and imperfections or inadequacies. Our church needs our love now. And the church, I will say to you today, is glorious in the eyes of God. And it is now and it will always be. The church is the body of Christ. And God will bring us to himself in a glorious state. Now the church is great and it's glorious because of one thing, and that is the fabulous foundation of the church, the glorious foundation. You see, the purpose of a foundation is to yield strength and support and stability to the structure of the embodiment of the people of God and you are a part of that body of Christ the church means simply this called out of the rudiments of this world called out of darkness called out of a lost state brought to a corporate body of believers to bind together to come together to fulfill the mission and the purpose of God that's the church People who are imperfect, yet yielded to the Holy Spirit, shaped by the power and the mind of God. And God does his greatest work when we submit to him as the people of God. And while we yield to God, he chisels and works and he performs his will on the earth. There's a a great scripture, probably one of the most beautiful pieces of scripture in, in the Bible. And it says, it's Isaiah 28, verse 16. Therefore, thus says, says the Lord, watch this. Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, whoever believes will not act hastily. I want to speak to you on those Four types of stone of this foundation the Bible says first of all number one behold I lay in Zion a stone I lay a stone it is first a laid stone the foundation is not created It's not made of concrete or steel, but the Bible says it is a laid stone. This foundation is not a a lifeless object, but rather it is a living stone, which is Christ. In fact, Jesus Christ, may I say to you today, is the foundation of the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? He's the rock of all ages. He's the rock of the church. He's the rock of the message of the church. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care what the world says about the church. The church will never fail as long as the foundation stands strong underneath our feet. All God's people said, amen. The church will always go forward. Psalms 118, says, Jesus is the stone, the builder's refused. Isaiah 8:14 says Jesus is that stone of stumbling and that rock of offense. Lamentations 3:9 the Bible says Christ is that hewn rock stone daniel two thirty four Christ is that stone cut out without hands in daniel two thirty five Christ is the stone that smites the image in daniel two forty five Christ is the stone that was cut out of the mountain. Zechariah 3, 9, Christ is the stone with the seven all-seeing eyes. Matthew 21, Christ is the stone on which wicked men shall be broken upon. 1 Peter 2, 4, Christ is the living stone. In Revelation, Christ is the white stone. He's the sardine stone. He's the jasper stone. He's the stone of clear as crystal. He's the diamond stone. And He's the stone of all ages. Yes, He is the stone stone. stone and the rock of ages and the rock of salvation and the rock for all eternity Jesus Christ is the laid foundation of the church church rejoice no matter what the world says you're on the winning side because you have a firm foundation the foundation is great because God the Father that day dug through the earth of time and laid down his precious son to be the foundation of the church He laid his son down in the form of a seed in the womb of a virgin to be the son of God. He laid his son down in a lowly animal stable to be born among men. He laid his son down in the foundations of this world as a dark world to be the light of the world. He laid his son down in the toils and the tears of ministry to show us the way. He laid his son down in the agony and the blood of the cross to be our sacrifice. He laid his son down down as a great stone in the clutches of the grave and the arms of death so he might experience death for us but when he completed the mission of the foundation that great stone overcame the stone of death and crowned his foundation with resurrection glory he is the great stone the foundation of our church now also secondly it is not only a laid stone But the Bible says in Isaiah, he is a tried stone. He is a tried foundation. The foundation has already been tried. It has been found capable, sturdy by the saints of past and present. I know people who have left this church who are now in heaven and they have stood firmly in that moment of death and planted their feet on that rock Jesus Christ and they have found that rock to be true. When your time comes and that moment comes, when you take your last breath and your spirit and your soul leaves that physical body, you will step out and stand on that rock of ages. You shall find stability and strength in the promises of God he is your rock amen Abraham tried the stone on Mount Moriah and he found the stone to be a stone of great provision Moses tried the stone at the Red Sea when they said you're done you're toast you're over and he found the stone to be a stone of great deliverance Joseph tried the stone in the forgotten prison and found to be a stone of faithfulness. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow before the gods of this world, and they found that stone, Jesus, to be a stone of protection. Daniel tried that stone in the lion's den. He found that stone to be a strong stone of omnipotence. Lazarus tried the stone in the valley of death, and he found that stone to be a stone of resurrection power. The Apostle Paul, he tried the stone in the Philippian jail and he found that stone to be a stone of great rejoicing. You see, generation of departed saints have testified that the great stone has proved to be a firm foundation, a friend that loveth at all times, a rock that no water of sorrow or water of floods of death can can ever overcome. It stands strong and firm from age to age for every saint of God. So not only is it a laid stone, it is a tried stone. It has been tried and proven to be true down through the ages of time. I passed the cemetery the other day and I looked out and I could not believe, as far as I could see, there are tombstones everywhere. And I thought to myself, if all those folks can do it, I can do it too. If, if I have this that the very God that saved me and brought me to the gospel of Christ that brought me to saving grace is the very God that will save me and show himself to be firm and true in the hour of my need. And he'll do the same for you. And then there's the third thing that Isaiah said. He said it's not only a stone that is laid, it is not only a tried stone, but he says this, it is a precious stone. He says it is a precious cornerstone. Now, a cornerstone is critical to the support of the building. Uh, The cornerstone serves as a uniting force for the walls and the sides of the building. It, It supports the people of God. We line ourselves up with the testimony of Jesus Christ. We line ourselves up with the example that he left before us. Now, the cornerstone anchors the structure to the foundation. It ties the building to the foundation. It connects everything together. In fact, the whole weight of the building rests upon that cornerstone. This cornerstone is usually larger and stouter than all of the other foundations. The structure is built around this cornerstone. It is the starting place. Jesus is the starting place of the church. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 19 and 22, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. This, the Bible says this, the cornerstone is described as precious. Isaiah said that this stone is precious. It's precious because of its blessed inscription on this cornerstone are these phrases, Beside me, there is no Savior. It's precious because this cornerstone is the pearl of great price. It's precious because the the cornerstone, this precious cornerstone is alive, having virtue, life, and zeal. It is precious because of its holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. Precious in the eyes of the Father. This cornerstone is precious in angels' eyes. It's precious in the redeemed eyes. And then Isaiah said this last. He says, not only is it a stone that is laid in the earth, not only is it a tried stone that is proven to be faithful to people before us, it is also a precious cornerstone. And then he says, it is a sure stone. It is a sure stone. It is a foundation that is sure. You see, a sure foundation is all we want in religion. We don't want a flimsy philosophy invented in the minds of some men who claim to be smart. We don't want fables. We don't want myths. We don't want vain tradition. We don't want stained glass windows. We don't want golden coffers. We don't need religious trinkets and fancy robes, written prayers, organized whitewash ceremonies to falter on. We don't need that. We don't need superstitious stuff. We don't need religious hocus-pocus. We want a foundation where we can stand and shout, I know in whom I have believed. We want to stand firm that we believe and we stand on the very life and the existence and the power and the presence of Jesus Christ our Lord. To Him get all the glory in the house of God this morning. We want a foundation when the storms come and the clouds rise up that look black and ominous. That we can look boldly into the heavenlies knowing that there's a rock beneath us that is firm and that is true. In my life I've gone through some storms some dark storms. Didn't know if I'd be alive. Last year when I was facing this major surgery of the spine, and uh, my wife and I sat and we talked to many doctors, and and one doctor just came out and said, I don't know if you're going to survive this. And I walked out of that office, and I was about an inch high, and I thought to myself, wow, how quickly life can come to an end. One doctor said, you're going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. I doubt the tumor's so solidified and it's, it's, it's enlarged that, that it's going to cripple you. And, and you've got to learn to start changing your expectations of the quality of your life. And, and I, I didn't know. And many of them said, I'm sorry, we can't touch you. And we went to doctor after doctor. And finally, they got a man in China that absolutely said, I will tackle the case. And I'll tell you this, my friends. It was a storm. But I knew that no matter what happened or what I had to face or no matter what came down that path, last year, 2018, was my toughest year ever. But I knew one thing. I looked down and I saw Christ beneath my feet. And I knew he was holding me up. And I knew that there would be only victory no matter what happened in life. We don't want a hope-so religion, we don't want a probable religion, we don't want a debatable religion, but rather a salvation that rests with the calm assurance that every soul that comes to Christ is able to stand with him in confidence on that sure foundation that will never sink or never falter. You see, my friend, the church is glorious because of its magnificent foundation, not because of its preachers, not because of the people. The church is glorious because of Christ. It is a laid stone. It is a tried stone. It is a precious cornerstone. It is a sure stone. And you're invited this morning to come and rest your soul on this stone. You can stand on it, and it won't topple over. It won't sink. It won't falter. It won't crack. It will hold you up in the tides of life. And there's enough room on this rock for you and for me. There's place for you this morning to rest your soul sin-wearied soul upon this rock you can rest upon him if you're saved and you're wandering away from the Lord this morning it's time for you to make your calling and election sure stand firm on the rock and know that there's only victory for you because God will give you the forgiveness and strength that you need to keep standing firm Troubled, wearied, worried people this morning, rest on the rock. Stop trying to carry your own burdens. Lay it on the rock and put your trust in Him. As a pastor, I have anxiety disorder. I worry. I worry about a lot of things. I worry about things I've done wrong in life, make wrong decisions, doing. I, I worry about my own incapabilities. I worry. But I come to the place to realize that the church doesn't rest on me, and it doesn't rest on you. It rests on Christ. He is the sure foundation. Your life is a vapor that appears for a little while, and it's gone. Pretty soon, you're going to wrap up your life here, and you're going to step out of this world and step into the kingdom of God. But that first step out of that body will be standing on that rock, Jesus Christ but you can stand on him in faith this morning by opening your heart and receiving him as lord and savior this saturday we're going to have a prayer walk and we're imploring god as a church as the body of christ the body of christ speaking to the head of the church speaking to christ our lord begging him lord give this great land of america more time god open up the fountains of revival. Lord, move upon our hearts of our people. Get our people to pray like we've never prayed before. May our people be conscientious about attending church. May our people be giving and worshiping God with our tithes and our offerings. And God, strengthen the church that we might strengthen this great land of America. Jesus said it right. Judgment begins in the house of God. Judgment begins with us. God loves us. The church is glorious. May I say this? You are on the winning side. Look to your neighbor and say, we're going to win. Can you do that? That was a little half-hearted. <laughs> turn, to you, turn to someone behind you that's a little down. Would you turn around and say, look up because we're going to win? Put a little hurrah in that. Hurrah. 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 Amen. He is our rock. He's our foundation. I'll say this. As a church and as a body of believers, it's all good because of Jesus. Amen. With every head bowed and every eyes closed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, as Savior, this is your opportunity. Call unto him. Jesus said, call unto me and I will answer thee. Call in faith. Call in strong belief. Step out of the mud of this world and stand upon the rock, Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. God the Father laid down in this earth a Savior, His blessed, precious Son. He is the laid stone. He is the tried stone. He is the precious cornerstone. He is the sure foundation. And my friend, the church can rejoice in the victory that we have in him. And soon our journey, this little short journey of life will be over and we will enter the gates of heaven and we shall stand with him in victory. And Jesus will present to himself the glorious church without spot, without wrinkle, without sin, without division, without schism. But by the power of his blood, we shall stand in pristine perfection and we shall be complete, glorified, united with Christ,